Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of Russell Zone. And today I'm joined by the glamour Mariah May. So how are you today? I'm very good. How are you? I'm fantastic to catch up with you again. It's been a hot minute since the last time I saw you, which was in Dallas, Texas during WrestleMania 38 weekend and also amidst your tour of America. So, I mean, now that it's all said and done, not it's definitely the first, not the last, but now that it's all said and done, can you tell me more about your overall experience between wrestling, signings and traveling here in the States? Oh, it was amazing. I feel like I talk about it a lot, but it's because I just had such an amazing time. It was just incredible. The people were so kind. The fans were literally amazing. I did WrestleCon. So I did three days of WrestleCon. I did some other signings. I wrestled in Jersey and Texas, which was like crazy. (laughs) So it was just such a whirlwind experience and I'm just so grateful I got to do it. I'm definitely going to be back. And uh, it was an amazing experience, definitely. You guys are you guys go big. Everything in America is big. The wrestling, the food. I mean, granted, we were <laughs> also in bigger. Texas. So, I mean, Tex, everything is big in Texas. Just saying. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> now, do you maybe have any potential hopes or plans for L.A. next year? Mm, you're, trying to, you're trying to get stuff out of me. I mean, definitely really want to. I have another commitment which I'm not sure when that will kind of finish so if I can make it I'd love for Zoe and I the dream dolls to do LA I also have uh, an opportunity for me in New York so I'm kind of hoping to do what I did last time and try and do a couple of states but if I can be there I would love to I'd also love to go and see Wrestlemania just because it's you know I am a wrestler and I, I love the work I do but it's also nice to be a fan sometimes and just see the spectacle and kind of see the end goal and so, yeah, I'd love to go and go to WrestleMania. Mm. You mentioned, obviously, um, the uh, your tag team partner, Zoe Lucas, in speaking of Tours of America. She will officially be making her return to professional wrestling this month in the month of November. So is it possible we ever see a reunion of the Dream Dolls? Absolutely. I mean, we never, we never came apart, but unfortunately, Zoe had other commitments, so she couldn't wrestle. But I, I try to fly the Dream Dolls flag strong for her while she was, you know, preoccupied. But yeah, she's killing it. She's coming back. She's coming back in a big way. She's come to America. She's doing something else really big. And um, yeah, we've got a very, very special return planned. And you guys are going to see a lot of that on social media. And then you're going to see the actual reveal. Well, I'm so bad. I feel like, you know, like Game of Thrones cast members when they have to keep a secret. That's how I feel right now. But, you know, we've got we've got some really big stuff planned. And I feel like it was really tough timing because we just got together and we were doing all this amazing stuff. And we had trained so hard as well behind the scenes. We'd come up with so much different stuff about our characters and where we wanted to go and matching gear and everything. And it just got cut short. So I'm really, really excited to kind of pick that back up and see what we can do. Do you know what? I don't think... I haven't, it's been about, it's been about two years since the last time I like extendedly talked to you. I'm curious, like how did I feel? It's obviously seems kind of like Bratz Dolly and all of that, but how did you guys solidify the name of the Dream Dolls? Oh my gosh. So, oh, it was a lot of back and forth. Like I have friends who are wrestlers and not wrestlers. So what would happen is Zoe and I would just text, we text all day, every day. 
<laughs> like the minute we got put together we we're just like best friends but we would just send ideas and we we're both really really honest like we could be so honest with each other so we just text ideas and we just like, hate it like no like I would send something and be like delete the message I don't even like it anymore and we just go back and forth so much and then we put together like you know a list and then we'd kind of take it to like you know friends who are wrestlers friends who aren't wrestlers and be like what do you think what what, what does it mean and I was mostly interested in, I have a couple of friends who watch wrestling, but they're not wrestlers themselves in their, their opinions, because I think as wrestlers or anyone in the business, you overthink it. Yeah. Whereas if you're just, you know, you're a fan, you're just going to be like, that sounds great. Or that sounds terrible. And then we also wanted to pick something, you know, dolls is quite versatile. I felt like yeah. we didn't want to go too much into one direction, whereas a doll can be kind of anything. Yes. So that was a big part of it. We wanted like a big future. We didn't want it to be like a one and done. And we were like, how can we pick a name that is us and it is different? And, you know, we are very cutesy little dream dolls, but has more of a future and can go into different directions. So it was definitely tough because it was like a lot of names that were quite, because she's the beauty restaurant on the glamour. Yes. So we could have gone super, super like cutesy, cutesy, but we're not always going to be that. We're always going to evolve. So we were like dolls. I think, you know, like a Bratz doll and a Barbie doll have been around for years. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of the vibe. You know, I, I remember seeing, I think it was a photo shirt or photo shoot or something Zoe did where she was inside like a Barbie doll, like box yeah. and all of that. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have done a photo shoot like that, but I feel like that is definitely something yes. you absolutely, or like part of your entrance or something. I feel like that, you know, how yeah. that New Day came out of a entrance. cereal box one year, <laughs> yeah. like did come out of the, the doll box. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's crazy. Cause I have, I just have, whenever I see random stuff, I just get so many ideas. So like a couple of years ago, I actually wrote down Barbie books and then me and Zoe weren't together. I didn't even know Zoe. And she released the t-shirt and it was her, it was like a little beauty mm -hmm. doll inside of a box. And I was like, no, I wanted to do that. And now if I do it, she's going to think that, you know, I was like, oh, and then we got put together. And then the first thing we both said was, we need to come out of the Barbie box together. And so we definitely need to do it, whether it's a special entrance or a shoe or both. I found this thing online where it's like, you can actually just wear the Barbie box. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a comedy like outfit it's like it was like a halloween costume from like dolls kill something crazy and you wear the box out and i was like to zoe i feel like we could wear this but not ironically like this would actually just be <laughs> you could <laughs> i feel like i feel like to it fits like the aesthetic and like being of the glamour and the beauty wrestler like it's on brand for you guys whether it's halloween or not honestly <laughs> <laughs> every day is halloween for us okay we dress up all year round <laughs> <laughs> exactly you dress to impress always yeah. and i feel like obviously zoe has been in the game for a, a while now i think it's about seven eight years since she's been in the game and definitely a great world traveler too so i mean can you tell us more about your experience like working alongside the beauty wrestler and maybe some things you've maybe learned from her oh i've learned a lot from zoe i mean it is crazy because like when with that we're best we're actually best friends and you know we're sisters and it's like when we just hang out we're both so silly and like just best mates but then it is crazy because in wrestling you know I'm still super new yeah like I've if you take out COVID which I don't really count because I you know for two years I couldn't get into the ring I, I did a lot on socials but I couldn't get in mm -hmm. I feel like on shows I've been on shows for about two full years mm -hmm. yeah so like I'm still new I've done a lot in that time but I'm st I've got so much to learn and then it's crazy. I'm trying not to spoil things again, but there's just so much that like Zoe has taught me and like things coming up that Zoe's been helping me with and teaching me. And also as well, like she'll 
I don't know if she'll like this, but she's a bit like a mom sometimes. Like if, you know, I ever need advice of someone or I just need someone who's like really level-headed is Zoe. Like she just, she just gives the best advice and she's very calm. Whereas I'm quite like (laughs) crazy. (laughs) So I feel like she's, you know, perfect like that. And she's taught me so much with wrestling and I feel like we bring out the best in each other. We're very like competitive. So when we plan stuff, we really make each other be like, yeah, let's go, you know? Exactly. And I feel like too, that balances itself out. Obviously, your friends, it's kind of good to have that competitive, that respectful, competitive nature. And you two can kind of, uh, I guess, yin, yin, yin and yang, although you're pretty similar. So I feel like it just balances <laughs> each other out, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like, too, you've also had some cool opportunities to travel recently. Um, You recently flew over to be part of season three of the Ring of Pakistan. So can you tell us more about that project, your involvement and your overall experience there? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. So that kind of came out of nowhere. Really? Which I feel like all the big things do I don't know you in your head you like when you have like goals and dreams you're like planning and then it just happens out of nowhere and it's just which is crazy one day I got asked and I spoke to a couple of people who'd been and they're like you had this amazing experience and I was like great so I'm going and it was just incredible I mean for me as a woman it's really important to go me and Amal talked a lot about this but for the little girls there they were so excited to see Amal and I and I guess it's because you see yourself you know, you see yourself up there as, you know, the superstar, as yeah. the wrestler. So it was really important for me as a woman to go and the way that they treat us and looked after us. Honestly, I felt like a princess. <laughs> um, I did actually vlog it. So I feel like I'm going to get to show you guys like a little bit of how that experience was. But it was just amazing as well. I feel in Pakistan, they don't have a lot of wrestling. This is really all they have. And yeah. so they're so grateful and enthusiastic. I think it's the first ever prom- wrestling promotion in Pakistan yeah. too, according to yeah. Instagram. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just like when you watch some of the clips from it, it's just they're so excited to see it. Like they, they don't have anything. So when they see wrestling, it's just... It's like, I feel like they perceive it how we did as a, as a child. We're so spoiled, which isn't a bad thing. You know, the more wrestling, the better. We're so spoiled and we digest so much content. Whereas for them, this is it. This is the only live wrestling they'll see. It's probably some of the only wrestling they'll watch. And they're just so enamored by it. And I feel like it's that childhood, like, adoration you have for wrestling. And I just, to be a part of that is so special. And I'm actually, we are meant to be going back at the end of this month, but I think it's going to be December possibly now. But I am going to be making my debut for them. And there's going to be some more girls coming over too. So it's going to be really exciting. And I'm excited to kind of be a part of something that's growing and building. And yeah, it's good stuff. And you are definitely growing and building your career, my friend. We like to do what's called a watch list feature here on WrestleZone. So, I mean, over the last year or so you've been in the u.s the uk pakistan you've been you've been traveling a lot is there been one like particular match or moment of yours that stands out to you or one that you're just particularly proud of oh oh there's lots of matches that are special for different reasons but i think my american debut was probably a really special moment for me like because it was my American debut. It was like my 75th match and it was against Lady Frost, who yeah. is a just, oh my gosh, what a superstar. And she's such a great person and a great professional, but she's just phenomenal in the ring. And so to wrestle with her in the old ECW arena with so many legends and so many great wrestlers on the card and the crowd, wow. <laughs> they were like so into it. Um, you know, it was that was an amazing experience. I, I, it was one of the, because when you're wrestling and when you're new you're worried about so many different things when you're in the ring your brain is just constantly I'm a perfectionist 
So sometimes it's really hard for me to just like let go and enjoy it. And there was just moments in that match where I just looked around and just enjoyed it. Like I just, you know, the lights, the all the crowd and being in there with Lady Frost, I was just like, this is so great. And she's so good. It was so nice to get in there with such a talented woman and really kind of go for it and try and, you know, set the bar. And it was, it was really fun. And um, it was just an amazing experience. I think that's probably a really special match for me. I think definitely too. What I was, was this in Pennsylvania? Was it? think so i'm really bad location i'm pretty i'm pretty sure because i know you did like pennsylvania and jersey um and then you went to texas i think (laughs) yeah well i kept getting confused but i'm like the glamour and you know i'm like i'm british so it's all the same to me to be honest (laughs) it's okay you are the glamour and i mean outside of wrestling you are trying to actively build your empire build your business and build your following of course so what do you think has been the biggest challenge though in trying to establish yourself in those departments um covid (laughs) that was definitely the big one although you know what I say that and whilst COVID sucked for wrestling I didn't get to wrestle it did leave me just a lot of time to be at home and just build my brand like I did Twitch which I'm now a partner on yeah um I put a lot of hours into that and I think that was great because I think people got to know me and my personality and I talked a lot about my training and my passion for wrestling and just had fun and like played games and that built my following a lot and I do YouTube as you know <laughs> and um, it gave me a lot of time to kind of create content um, but now I'm in this happy middle ground where I can wrestle and give that content out but also show more behind the scenes because I love total divas and total brothers I know some people don't like them I love them I'll defend them till I die um, and I kind of always wanted to build something like that for myself obviously I don't you know I don't yet have a crew following me around with cameras but I've got my own camera so I try to you know share my life and I think the hardest challenge is sometimes just for me is keeping up with it all because I try to do so many different things. I'm very creative and I love. Yeah, you I recently <laughs> you recently shared a tweet um with like everything that you like everything that you did like planning <laughs> video like like uh, diet like working out like literally everything like I pulled it up while I was doing my research. I was like, damn girl, like you literally. <laughs> I don't know how you do like acting, modeling, wrestling, Twitch streaming, YouTube, like, and then you meal prepping yourself. Uh, granted you don't sleep so that makes more sense to me because you'll literally be up to like four in the morning UK and I'm like why are you why is she still up why are you awake <laughs> I realized the time and then like granted you don't sleep so it like makes sense you know but like yeah. still, I feel feel like that's got to take its toll after a while though too yeah I mean it definitely does I've gotten a lot better I think before like I just love creating stuff so I feel like I made more than I could actually put out if that makes sense so now I've found a much better balance of like you know my streaming schedule Mm -hmm. and like my creating content how much I create and what people are actually enjoying I think that was for me I kind of looked back and I was like okay what are people enjoying watching what's not really getting many views and kind of directing my energy into what my fans were loving because that's who I do it for so I'm like okay what do they enjoy and then put more time into that but look if you just take sleep out of the equation you actually get 24 hours in a day so you can... I you know I thought that 
I was crazy with my you schedule. Are, but you like, are a workaholic. Like you I mean so I am stuff. too, but at least like I at least account for at least six hours of sleep a night. So right. okay, sometimes five. Um <laughs> I thought I was a lot working sixty to seventy hours a week depending on the week. Girl, you got me beat by like I have I do I do have like a I call it like a vampire day. There'll be like one day. It's normally like if I wrestle a couple of days, so you, with wrestling you just get back at ridiculous yeah. times because you're driving so much. So you'll get back at like four in the morning. There's if I have like a day off like a Sunday, I'll just sleep all day. It's yeah. really bad, but I feel like my body is like gathering its energy. <laughs> I have for the one week. day off a week too. Although sometimes I fill that day off with stuff to catch up. But if it's, but, if it's cooling, yeah. it's cooling. You yeah, have to do exactly. It. But I do think as well, so like a lot of my, like I talked about the demographic before, but a lot of my fans are American. Yeah. So I have kind of moved my sleeping schedule to kind of fit America you, more you have, by accident. Which but is why you'll, like... you'll still be tweeting at 10, 11 o'clock <laughs> Eastern our time. And it's like three, four in the morning there. Yeah, literally. But you know, I kind of I get up a little bit later here because I'm I run my own business now, so I'm full time with that. When I used to work a full time normal job here, like in the office, that's when it was very difficult. Whereas now that I'm full time with Mariah May and I do all things Mariah all day, <laughs> which I love and hate, you know, it means I do have a little bit more freedom in my schedule. And then looking at my followers being American by accident but it's kind of for the best I have slipped not fully don't worry but like a little bit into staying up a bit later but then getting up a bit later because with streaming on Twitch if I go on super early they're not going to be there so I did kind of you know because I was doing this I was streaming so late to fit my American followers and then getting up at like seven in the morning and I was like why am I getting up this early like it's so silly because I'm I'm burning the candle at both ends so Sometimes when you are like self-employed and I think a lot of creatives and artists will understand this, you have to kind of find a schedule that fits you, which is really weird and jarring. And sometimes Ella will tweet you and be like, why are you awake? But, you know, sometimes it's for the, it's kind of, it kind of works. You have to find what suits you and sleep sometimes, maybe. I, I feel like too, you've said before that if you were to give one piece of advice to aspiring wrestlers, it would be to have some kind of backup plan because wrestling is unpredictable and there's always, of course, the risk of injury. But for you, I mean, you have like 17 different things going on. What would you consider your backup plan? Oh, that's a good question. So I have backup plans. Like I have some qualifications obviously before I started wrestling and I have a job I could go back to there but I'd like to think if god forbid something happened with wrestling I wouldn't really call them backup plans because there's still things I'm actively pursuing but like I do acting I recently shot a film and there's still stuff that I pursue at the moment because I used to always think there was like a path and you know you have to do one thing at a time whereas I realized you can kind of shoot for everything and so I do act as well and I model so if wrestling something happens and I couldn't be in wrestling in any capacity because I'd still love to valet or Mm -hmm. or be a GM or something cool like that because I like entertaining I like playing a character if that just couldn't happen for me I would just pursue acting full-time and I obviously could still do my twitch and my youtube so I think it's weird my backup plan is Mariah May still yeah I mean (laughs) Um, it's it's basically like freelance work like just combined into like full-time yeah. which is basically what I'm doing <laughs> right now yeah like everything know, combined you're... is just like way more than full-time <laughs> yeah that is the thing it's like if you explain one thing to someone they're like you don't do that much but then when you add up it's... all the different yeah, things it's like exactly this is too much it doesn't fit <laughs> you get it you get it yeah yeah 
I get it. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I feel like, too, though, I mean, you are the glamour, but I mean, life isn't always glitz and glam, though, between the acting world, pro wrestling, modeling, streaming, like everything you're doing. How do you maintain a positive uh, body image? Oh, you know, it's actually funny you should ask me that because recently I've been feeling so down in the dumps about it. I'm bulking at the moment. And so I don't look how I normally look. And it's hard because it, so when you're an athlete, you know, it's, it depends on your, your personal goals, but at some point you're probably going to have to bulk to put on size. It's the easiest way to do it. Everybody is different. Um, but that's the advice I've been given. And so, you know, I'm bulking at the moment, which means I'm not like super lean. I don't have, you know, a six pack. And then also when you wrestle, you're in the weirdest positions, which make you look so strange. Like, you know, you don't, you have to understand in your head, like that's not how you really look. It's just an angle. But um, it's definitely difficult because you'll see yourself back. And even though you've gone like 12 steps forward, you'll be like, oh, and see something and it'll just throw you back to the start. Um, but I think it's just really important. You have to just, I know it sounds really cliche, but you have to learn to love yourself. You know, I think for me, and this isn't really the best example, but it's true. So I'm just going to be real is I've seen, you know, some celebrities who've had so much surgery done yeah. and the reason they've had it is because they've been bullied so much by the way that they look. They've had so much surgery done and you'll see these beautiful photo shoots and they'll look absolutely flawless because photo shoots are makeup, they're lighting, they're everything perfect. And then you'll see them like getting their groceries and you can see all, you know, all the filler in their face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just, they just look kind of normal, but also, you know, they've had too much work done. And it's really just sobering to realize that like, no matter what you do, if you keep telling yourself I need to be perfect, you'll never be happy. So you need to love who you are. And be happy with who you are and not let other people's opinions or a couple of bad pictures and understand as well like lighting is really important photo shoots are really important angles are really important and like one bad day doesn't mean that you're not pretty or you're not good enough so you need to just understand that you can't keep chasing something that doesn't exist you need to love who you are and if you want to make changes that's fine like that's cool and i'm not against surgery at all like if you want to get something done you want to get something done but just be very aware of like if you keep chasing perfection, there is no such thing. Because even yeah. the most beautiful women I've ever seen get surgery done and, you know, it's just slippery slope. Yeah, it's it's hard, especially, too, and, like, we're conditioned to, like, feel like we should look a certain way or we look up to people who look a certain way and it becomes, like, habitual and, like, self critical and it just man it just uh festers is the word i'm looking for yeah so i i totally get that but you are obviously very deep into modeling too as well so what have been your favorite or most memorable photo shoots you've ever done oh so one of my favorite shoots is actually with muscle white he's a photographer here yes. in the uk he used to do wrestling he's done like aw and stuff but he now more does like non-wrestling stuff and when I actually moved down to Portsmouth, I was in Portsmouth last year, which is where his studio is based. He's like, do you want to come in for a shoot? And I was like, yes. And he's great because the shoot that we did had a lot of meaning behind it. We did this shoot where I had like this pink power suit on, but it had a lot of like deeper meanings behind it that was was great for me to know. And some fans might know, some might not. But just when you looked at the images, it just felt so powerful and so strong and like, you know, like a businesswoman, but still cute. Is it the blue one where you're wearing blue and the white gloves? No, that's our second shoot, but that okay. is muscle white as okay. well. That's okay. like you can tell a muscle white shoot when you see one, but yeah, then we've continued to work together. But our first shoot was definitely special. And that's actually I took a break from modeling just because I happened to be doing a lot of wrestling. Like I could just it took off in one way. 
and it was my first shoot back in a really long time and I forgot like what it was like and it was such a great experience I think it's really important who you work with when you are a model and that was such a great experience and then another really cool one was modeling in Canada I modeled for Freddie's jeans in Canada which was just such like what I was in Canada like I was like oh my god how am I here like this is such a surreal moment for me it's like a little pinch me moment definitely but those are two really special ones I think for now until the future for now for now as you I mean you said you kind of stepped not stepped away but like lessened it a bit as you obviously take on other commitments but if you had an unlimited budget um what does your dream photo shoot look like like where would it be set what would be the aesthetic oh okay well I want it to be in a palace so there's that for starters the house the the house of may okay (laughs) house (laughs) may um Ooh, I don't know. So I have like a lot of really fun photo shoot concepts, which I work with someone called Over by Design, who you might have heard of. Yeah, yes. He does a lot of my stuff, a lot of my graphics. Everyone's always like, your page is so perfect. And I'm like, Over by Design. <laughs> I just shout words at him and he makes art. But um, so we have a lot of fun stuff where I'll get what I can and then he'll, you know, edit the background and stuff and make it cool. But the one thing I've always wanted to do, but like he needs to actually do it, is literally be in like a palace or you know one of those like kind of gallery settings and then you know in Gossip Girl they had like those debutante like dresses yes or like you know those like fully crystallized like Beyonce had one on and like they're like crystals and I just want to be like in diamonds under a chandelier that's what I want so if anyone has like a lot of money send it to me (laughs) no question are you gonna swing from that chandelier (laughs) yes you just leveled it up. You should do like a normal one and then one of me doing like a moonsault from the chandelier. Please. Yeah. All, I'm, all I'm singing in my head right now is the Sia song. Uh, <laughs> Somebody Amazing. please make that happen for Mariah please. somewhere in her if schedule. you have if you have like a palace or a dress, if you can provide I any mean, of the things you, I mean, you live in the UK, so. Yeah, I'll just knock on the door of Buckingham Palace excuse me (laughs) (laughs) it's me (laughs) it's me don't you know who I am I'm the glamour hello the glamour (laughs) (laughs) oh amazing I I feel like too though obviously like being a huge social media sensation I feel like not everything we portray or lend onto social media is always like the whole picture and everything because we want to put you know our best presentation on so like is there any aspect about you that maybe most people wouldn't know or maybe something that people maybe misconceive oh well so when you think people wouldn't know I feel like I share a little bit too much of myself on social media sometimes if you're following me on Twitch you'll know because you've seen me at length play video games and just the real Mariah May comes out but um I think probably misconception is it's weird you know you talked about that tweet I did where I listed out what I did I think it's a misconception that like I don't work hard because the glamour the whole character of the glamour is like I get everything handed to me yeah so the reason I did that was because from the start of my wrestling journey, everyone's like, oh, you're just pretty. Like, she's just, you just, you didn't even have to work hard or whatever. And it's like, no, like, I have a full-time job. I train. I go to the gym. I'm going to bring travel. up the tweet question, by the way. Keep going. She's just, just getting the receipts up, you know, and I do my YouTube. I do all my stuff all by myself. And, um, you know, then I remember basically the reason I tweeted that is I never, ever, like, bite to rumors. But 
there was a lot of people saying like, oh, apparently you have like an editor and you keep it a secret. And I was like, I sit up till three in the morning. Ella can confirm. I sit up till three in the morning and I edit all my own videos. I film everything myself, my own hair and makeup. I, If I could have one thing, it would be a makeup artist. I will say that. But I do everything all by myself. So I think a really popular misconception is whether it be because of the, if I'm being generous because of the character or just because people are a bit like, Ugh, you know, you just, you don't even have to work hard. I think that's a really really big misconception because I've had the door slammed in my face so many times and it only makes me work harder and build and everything I've built you know we say about traveling and all these different jobs I've built by myself I haven't ever been signed or pushed by anyone or anything like that I've really just worked hard and I've networked with great people and I've worked with great people I'm not going to deny that but I've worked very hard on my own to build what I have so that's that's a very popular misconception about the glamour and let's give a little bit of a rundown because i found it by the way um i'm pretty good at that's that's my that's my one hidden talent well not really hidden i'm good at at finding stuff in research anyways um and i quote don't discredit my name as you were alluding to earlier i run business i run my business all by myself do all my socials work out train meal prep wrestle drive hours upon hours for work tour audition act model do my my own hair and makeup we need to get you a makeup artist stylist as you said Um, continuing on film my own videos spent hours editing and promoting them oh and i stream so yeah like that's that's not even all of it which is just insane and somewhere in there she fits occasional sleep in too as well yeah Um, once a month but i mean you have had some cool opportunities um part of that was um auditioning acting earlier this year you made your official acting debut television debut anyway in the sitcom deep heat as the character roxy so can you tell us more about your experience on the set of the show and more about your role as roxy so that was such a dream come true for me because i've you know since i was a little kid i was up wrestling and then when i went to school i did a lot of theater it was like the closest i could get to wrestling was doing theater so i loved acting i was actually a drama scholar at my school i got a scholarship which i was very proud of and then you know i worked really hard from that and when i left school alongside my wrestling training i was actually auditioning and just if you know if anyone out there is an actor or knows anything about it it's a lot of just radio silence like you don't it's hard to even get auditions and then from there it's hard to get the role so it's something i've wanted for a very long time and just haven't wasn't able to achieve just yet and it's all about timing and just the right role and then I was very deep into wrestling this was just after lockdown and I was you know I debuted at Rev Pro I was doing a lot of wrestling there I was hoping to go international and um it's weird I was at a bit of like a plateau with my career though I I really wanted to get things off the ground but it was hard to get international stuff because at that point with COVID you know you'd have conversations and then it would be like oh but like we can't yet and things would get changed and you know, there wasn't too much happening in the UK at that point. And so I was really just frustrated. I felt like I was doing as much as I could, but nothing was happening. And then I got an email and I thought it was a joke or like some sort of, you know, I get a lot of weird emails. So I just thought it was like, you know, just some weird, you know, spam email. Yeah. And it was like, hey, like we're really, in, we're doing um, a sitcom and we're really interested in bringing you in. And I was like, surely not but then I was like I'm gonna reply because the actual email I checked the email and the actual email was like at dp or or something like that Mm -hmm. it's like I'm gonna reply and then it was just all legitimate it was so crazy how it just happened because it doesn't happen like that as someone who's been trying to act for years it never happens like that so it was kind of just like a a dream come true 
and then um actually getting to set I remember I got my call sheet and I was just like it was again a pinch me moment I was like this this is insane and I got to set and it was just incredible everyone was so kind so friendly but you know it's just like all these trailers and yeah. catering and costume and they've got you in there and they're just, oh it's just unreal um and like I said the best part about it was the people they were just so giving and so friendly and, and polite and there were some other wrestlers on set as well and obviously none of them had acted before or knew anything about it and they were so giving with like their time and making sure everyone felt comfortable and I just tried to learn as much as possible I was just like watching everything like taking mental notes of it all but yeah that was just a crazy experience and it really inspired me to like pursue acting more and kind of put more time into it because I want to do it again. <laughs> Now, why did you originally think that you were only going to be a stunt double? Like, and like, what was your reaction to finding out you actually had a role? <laughs> because like, so I don't know. Cause it was just, like I said, it was, it was an email and so originally I thought it was spam or, you know, someone saying yeah. a trick. And then I was like, well, there's no, I haven't had an audition. So I'm not really sure what it is. And like, I'm a wrestler and it's about, the show is about basically British wrestling and it's about a group of people who are like going to train to become wrestlers or already are wrestlers and so I was like I'll obviously be doing the wrestling part for them I guess like because they're not just going to get random normal people and actors and just make them wrestle right they did and they were very good and so so at that point I was like yeah I'm going to be a stunt double and then like I actually got the thing and I was like I'm a I'm Roxy me I'm Roxy like I'm a part and um it was amazing because I'm in the credits and everything but yeah I I don't know I guess I just assumed because there was no like audition and I I also silly kind of thought like oh the the actors aren't going to wrestle but they did they really did so Mm. fair play to them so um I I know six episodes came out um is there any status on season two or any I mean, updates with that i think there needs to be a season two about okay. roxy or roxy spinoff mm. would be amazing right no i mean i would love for there to be a season two the cast worked so hard and the show was so such a good feel good like i feel like we need tv like that where you can just like decompress and have a good laugh um and so i really hope there is a season two i will definitely be trying to be a part of it if there is but, you know, if you guys want a season two, tweet ITV. Be like, we want season two. We want Roxy. We want Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. But I feel like this year, as we've like alluded to, is I feel like undoubtedly been your biggest career professionally anyways, making your acting debut in TV, American, you're in European wrestling tours, you became a verified Twitch partner. So the question is, what is next for Mariah May? I can't tell you, Ella. It's a secret. <laughs> I mean, there's something like happening that's something I've wanted for literally ever. So I'm very excited about that. And that will be happening in a couple of months. So you guys will see that. Um, but for me, what's next is just continuing to grow on what I've already done. Like I said, I want to do more acting um, with wrestling. I want to come back to America. I want to continue to just travel the world and just continue to grow and improve my craft. Um, it's just about leveling everything up and just I think as well for me this year has made me realize that you just need to take every opportunity in front of you Um, when we talked about modeling like I said that's not something I really actively pursued it's just something that's happened but you should always just say yes to stuff Um, and like I got asked to go to Canada and model kind of out of the blue again when I was having a bit of a career plateau just of like I'm throwing everything at the wall nothing's happening and then that kind of came out of nowhere and it was such like a huge 
<laughs> someone just came in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of came out of nowhere and that was such a huge opportunity for me. It really helped with my socials. I connected with so many amazing and inspiring people who taught me a lot. So I think for me, it's just going to be about continuing to do what I've done, but just like level everything up and just take every opportunity. Like I think sometimes when you look at wrestling, it's always like a path. It's like you do this and then this happens and this happens, but no one tells you what happens when it doesn't just happen. And I think it's like really important to just keep adapting and taking different opportunities and building your brand and, I feel like I'm a wrestler first and foremost, but I'm also creative and I just love to do different things and experience different things. So, you know, got a lot up my sleeve for next year, which by the way, I released a calendar today and I almost called it a 2022 calendar because I don't know what year it is. So it's actually 2023 next year. I have a 2023 calendar. You know, I don't, I still like, I just feel like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like we're in like another world, like the year 2022 just doesn't even seem real. Like, I don't know how to explain it, you know? Like we're in 2022. I know. Who even knew that? I didn't. I I didn't either. But you <laughs> obviously you are a very creative being, and you're not in your normal setting today for us to see it. But you do have this huge vision board and your diary with your crazy goals that you have in your apartment. So I mean, what are some of those things that you've been able to cross off or achieve from your vision board or your your diary? Ooh, so wrestle in America was big one. Yeah. Uh, wrestle in Europe was big one. TV show, film, which it all just kept happening. Model, get like more modeling jobs was like a big thing I wanted to do, like paid modeling work. So they're pretty big ones I've crossed off. But when you see the rest of the list, like sometimes I'm like, oh, it's a list silly. But then like my boyfriend Danny's always like, well, if you don't dream big, what's the point? You know, you exactly. might as well just, like shoot shoot for the stars. So it's like um, I've got a lot of stuff on there that's. Some is specific, but I try not to be too, like, set on one thing because in, like, two years, I might be like, I don't even want to do that anymore. (laughs) But um, I have some lists, like, stuff, like, so there's little things, like, I want to be, do a voiceover in a video game and things like that. Um, And there's more specific kind of bigger goals, which I'm not going to say until they happen, which they will. But, um, yeah, there's a lot in it. And like you said, I'm not in my normal setting, but I'm moving apartments right now. But I do also have like a board with just pictures of people who inspire me in different things. Um, and so that's kind of what I look at to kind of get me through. Okay. So uh, to kind of close things out, I mean, I know anybody who knows you knows like your wrestling inspirations, all that. Trish Stratus, Mickey James, like I, I can, Maurice, I can literally like name them <laughs> off the top of my head. But... But um, you mentioned, obviously, you have some of them hanging on your board outside of wrestling as well. So who are some of those people that uh, drive inspiration? Who do you have hanging up on your board? Oh, I have a lot of different people. So I have different people for different things. So I have uh, Jennifer Lawrence because I adore her as an actress and I love what she's done. And then I also have more like niche things. So, for example, like I'm really big on marketing and branding. And people who do that really well, and I'm going to get hate for this, but I don't care. The Kardashians do it extremely well. So like Kylie, for example, like I love her brand. So sometimes like on my board, I'll just have like breakdowns of like her brands. And like, for example, she always does like a Halloween makeup kit and then a Christmas makeup kit. So I'm like, how can I kind of be inspired by that and learn by that? And I'm like, okay, we're going to do Mariah May Halloween prints. We're going to do Mariah May Christmas jumper or something like that. And just different people like that, which I can like pick from and learn a lot from. I also have like different things on there. Like I have Princess Diana on there just because I think she's such an icon. Like she's just, yeah. she was like one of those people who had like an enigma about, like she was just an enigma and she had something about her. Um, Marilyn Monroe, which might be kind of obvious, but I just adore her. I have 
different um cartoon like superheroes so i have like emma frost from x-men and like different people like that just who have weird meanings to me but i i look at it and it means something to me so lots of different lots of different things going on but it means it makes mariah <laughs> it, it does you're not just like you're multifaceted you're not just like one thing there is dimension to the glamour in and outside well of, my of my mom when i was <laughs> 17 my mom was like mariah you're like a potato and i was like what what does that even do, mean do, do you mean do you mean visually it's just like no you're versatile like you could be oh. a packet of chips for you guys or crisps for us <laughs> Oh, fries, you could be a jacket potato, you could be a roast potato, a baked potato, uh, you could be mash, <laughs> mashed potato. <laughs> so I am a potato. <laughs> that is going to be the headline from this interview. Mariah May describes herself as a potato. <laughs> Mariah May is a potato. Mariah May is a potato. <laughs> Just a potato with a pair of eyelashes on and red lipstick. <laughs> But you know oh. that makes sense. You're multi-dimensional, multi-fat. We we love a multi-talented legend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A multi-talented potato. Like, <laughs> come on. Oh my <laughs> god, that's iconic. That's the best line I've ever heard. To be honest, it's just it was just my mom telling me as a seventeen-year-old, "Oh, you're like a potato." And I was like, like "What does that mean? That can mean so many things." Yeah, Physic- physically, I'm a potato. <laughs> I mean, like, sometimes I'm a couch potato. I would have taken it, like, the same way you did, and then she explained you're not, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. <sighs> but, Mariah, thank you so much for joining me. Before we oh. let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? All over the world, everywhere. That's what you exactly. can find me. <laughs> no, my, um, my social media is Mariah May X. I am on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Discord facebook i think i think that's it tiktok yeah. like if there's a social media like channel just put mariah my ex in i guarantee i'm on it even tumblr and pinterest no you know tumblr <laughs> tumblr scares me you know as a teenager that had tumblr it scares me i'm not going back in there <laughs> I, you know, I go occasionally like twice a year and i'm just like yeah <laughs> yeah i remember i'm a head out i remember why i left <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah same same <laughs> but mariah thank you so much for joining me um hopefully i get to reunite with you next year um yeah. you got a lot of plans in the works um the i hate that i, I hate i hate that we have secrets i hate that i, I can mean tell that's you. what keeps the people coming back it keeps the allure the mystery alive <laughs> it keeps the audience on the edge of their seats you know definitely but yeah. and we of course we look forward to the impending reunion between the dream dolls um Me that too. will definitely soon be coming don't know when but we look forward to that and very again, soon mm, very soon okay thank you so <laughs> much for joining me today thank you for having me